power-hungry supervisor threatens my chef job for going to the bathroom for too long, so I get him replaced. By me. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. This happened last year. I was about six months into a food service job at the time. I worked in my university's cafeteria prepping and serving food to the students. After closing, I took about 45 minutes to finish cleaning up my station and took another 10 to finish up one of my coworkers' sections that she needed a bit of help with. My supervisor had left just after closing to God knows where, leaving the rest of us to our devices as he usually did. He was more the watch and rule type. After I had finished, I took a quick five-minute trip to the bathroom, as I usually did around this time every day. As I happily walked to the back to assist in helping the others finish so we could all leave, I hear a cough behind me, the sound of the calm before the storm. I ignore it, thinking nothing of it, and go on my way. I hear a more abrupt, and I stop and turn on my heel to meet the shift supervisor's cold gaze, his hands crossed over his puffed chest in his regal stance. I give him a questioning look as he looks on expecting me to read his mind. A half an hour, he asks calmly, but with a sour tinge to his tone. Me, confused, I chuckle. Huh? This was apparently the worst thing I could have done. You were in the bathroom for a half an hour, he yelled, stomping his royal foot. I was taken aback, as he'd never come at me with a sideways tone before. I thought we were cool, but I should have known better seeing how he treated my coworkers. I was so shocked, I just stood there, staring at him like he grew three horns. I didn't feel the need to defend myself in the moment, as I knew the words he was spitting my way were pure BS. Do you like your job? He demanded from me. I did not, in fact, like my job. I had trouble holding back my smile at this thought, as he yelled some more things I don't remember as my ears had gone numb to his screeching at that point. I knew he had no power to fire me, and I hadn't even seen his mug for the past hour. I knew his words had no consequence. I had nothing to say to his tantrum, and as soon as he realized that, he dismissed me. I have trouble egging people on when they're being so irrational, so so generally I stay quiet and let them get out their baby fit. I quickly went back to my work and started scheming about how I could get back at this man. Over the next week, I compiled photo evidence of him slacking on the job, serving undercooked food, and statements from my coworkers about their individual experiences where he ridiculed or threatened them. And I took it all straight to my boss that Friday. I laid out all my evidence and my personal encounter, which they were able to check the cameras and identify both of our whereabouts that day and could see who was truly off-duty for half an hour. I didn't think much would come of it as I was a relatively new worker, and honestly, I didn't care about anything that happened to that hellhole. I let it slip from my mind for the weekend. The next Monday, I come in before most and start setting up. After a while, the general manager comes out of the back with the supervisor following her like a puppy, staring at his feet. He walks sheepishly up to me and invites me to sit with him at one of the tables in the cafeteria, where he admits to me that that he was in the wrong, shouldn't have yelled at me like that, should be a better leader, and is super duper sorry. All that nonsense. I sat there with the biggest grin on my face as he practically groveled at my 
feet, begging for forgiveness as his boss watched on. This man that sat so high on his horse for the past six months. I watched on in celebration as he then apologized to each of my co-workers individually. Not a week later, he was demoted to a backroom cook, and I'd been given the role of shift supervisor. We never had a problem after that, and he was generally an okay guy. I hope he really did learn his lesson and didn't say all those things just to get it over with. Either way, this was the sweetest revenge of my life. I've since quit that job and work for a company with people who actually know how to respect others as individuals, whether their position is below or above their own. It's nice not to have to work with jerks. Don't take that for granted, my friend. Most people always have to work with at least one person they don't like. But I digress. In this situation, you did exactly what you should have. You got the evidence you needed to go to a superior and report the person that was causing issues. This is the better way to handle it versus a shouting match in the back room. That's not going to get you anywhere. This guy clearly just wanted a show of power, and as a result, had all of his power taken away from him. Let this be a lesson to the other jerks out there in management. Don't go starting problems, because you don't know how far that employee is willing to go to make a problem for you. Entitled jerk steals my plane seat and refuses to move. This happened to me a while ago, so I won't be able to quote anyone's exact words, but here goes. A little background first. I suffer from anxiety and PTSD from an event indirectly related to my military service. Because of my anxiety, I have a difficult time being in confined spaces, and because of this, I always book an aisle seat on planes and trains. I feel like I have slightly more control of my situation in an aisle seat, and this helps with my anxiety. I rarely have a problem if I'm in an aisle seat. Because of this, I always fly on airlines that let you choose your seat location. I could fly on cheaper airlines that don't let you choose, but I would rather not risk having a full-blown anxiety attack on an airplane. So, on this particular day, the first leg of my journey had a minor medical issue with another person, and this person was removed from the plane first by EMTs. So, I had a limited time before my connecting flight. I arrived at the gate just before they started boarding, so I quickly went to use the restroom before boarding. I'd rather not use the one on the plane if I can avoid it. By the time I returned, they'd begun boarding and my group had already been called. So, I just boarded with the next group. When I got to my seat, there was a man sitting in my seat. I said, excuse me, but you're in my seat. He replied that he preferred an aisle seat, but that they were all taken. So he was just going to take mine and I could have his window seat in the row behind this one. I said, no, I had specifically chosen my aisle seat and he needed to move. He refused and asked me what the big deal was, as most people prefer window seats. I said, if that's the case, then he should take his window seat. He just picked up a magazine and began to ignore me. A flight attendant came up from the back of the plane to see what the issue was because I was blocking people from finding their seats. I informed her that I was booked in the aisle seat and that I suffer from anxiety, but I'm usually fine if I have an aisle seat, but this man wouldn't get out of my seat. She asked for both of our boarding passes. I gave her mine, but the man said he didn't know where his was, but this was definitely his seat. She looked at my boarding pass and told the man he needed to get out of the seat because it was definitely not his seat because I had the boarding pass for that seat. He kept complaining and refusing until she said if he didn't move, she'd have him removed from the plane. At that point, he finally got up and I was able to take my seat. He then asked the man who had the aisle seat in his row if he would change seats. 
the man refused. The seat stealer was forced to sit in his window seat for the nearly five-hour flight. The man and woman who were in the row with him were on the larger side, not huge, but definitely bigger than average, so I'm sure he felt a little cramped in his window seat. The couple in my row were elderly and both much smaller than the average person. They were delightful seat companions. I enjoyed chatting with them briefly before they both dozed off. I can't believe some of the entitled jerks out there in the world. Seriously, how do you think this is going to end, my friend? Are you really going to make me get the flight attendant and have her come over here and sort this out like we're kids in kindergarten? You know this isn't your seat. Just move. You have no right to it. It's not our original poster's fault that all the aisle seats were taken. If it's that important to you, you book the next flight. Don't make it our original poster's problem and everyone who's now lined up behind our original poster trying to get to their seats. Just don't be a jerk. Is it that hard? Entitled Karen rudely brushes me aside while trying to drop off her resume, not realizing that I'm the one in charge of hiring. There was no big scene and no police were called. It was just an interesting story. I was the front desk manager of a hotel. I was in charge of guest relations as well as the front desk staff. I did all the hiring, firing, and training of front desk staff, and my general manager basically just gave me freedom to run my area as I saw fit, intervening only when necessary. On this day, I was a alone at the front desk covering for an employee who was running late. My general manager, a woman in her 50s, was standing next to me in dirty paint-covered scrubs, as she'd been helping the housekeeping staff with some minor maintenance that day. I'm a woman of 32 at the time, though I looked considerably younger. So this woman walks in while we're discussing the events of our day and preparing key cards for that evening's arrivals. She's carrying a folder and is pulling out a resume as she approaches the counter. I stop what I'm doing and walk towards her to greet her. Good afternoon. Welcome to hotel. My name is... Oh, hello, dear. You know, it's okay. I have some important business and I need someone who knows what's what around here. Okay, dear? I stood shocked for a moment as she approached my manager at the desk. I walked back to stand next to her. Hi, my name's Karen. I see online that you're hiring for a front desk agent and I'd like to apply for said position. As you'll see on my resume, my boss cuts her off at this moment while taking the resume from her hand. I need to stop you right there. I don't do the hiring for the front desk, but original poster here is the front desk manager and is in charge of scheduling and performing all interviews and has the final say who gets hired. As she says this, I walk up close to her and she hands me the resume with a smile before walking off. I smile at the lady who's now gone pale and has her mouth open in a weird way. She reminded me of a fish. As I was saying, my name is Original Poster and I'm in charge of hiring. Are you looking for full-time or part-time? We had a brief conversation about her skills and experience during which she couldn't look at me and I sent her on her way. I never called her back for an interview, not because of her actions, but because I had more qualified applicants to consider. I did pass on her resume to the head housekeeper who had heard the story and she decided to call her for an interview for the heck of it. The jerk refused the offer. Talk about making a good first impression, right? I'm sure this happens a lot with anyone who looks younger and is in management. A lot of the time, they're expecting someone to look at least 40 to be able to give them a job. God forbid they have to treat you with any kind of respect beyond that point. Karen learned real quick who was in charge, though, and it didn't work out so good for her. Maybe next time, just treat everyone with respect. Just just a crazy thought. Maybe it'll work. I don't know.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My father insists I empty my savings account and give it to my brother. So this happened a couple years ago, but it still just hurts. My dad and I have never really seen eye to eye. He grew up with no sisters and an awful mother figure and none of his friends have daughters, only sons. I don't blame him for struggling to raise a girl when he had absolutely no reference point, but he didn't need to show blatant favoritism towards my brother. I've always been the black sheep a little. My parents and younger brother have always been this nice little trio. My brother is a mummy's boy and dad dotes on him regardless. He's four years younger than me. I'm 18 and he's 14. I've struggled to find my place in the family. Even my standing as which sibling I am is uncertain because my dad accidentally impregnated a girl at 19, had my half-brother, and I was born 14 years later. My oldest brother was in my life enough that I don't feel like the oldest child, but not enough to feel like the middle. I'm just dad's retrial at parenting, and my brother is the beneficiary of all his practice. Now, aside from that little rant, the actual story. My brother and I are very musical. I play a multitude of instruments, he just plays saxophone, and he's good, always has been. He suffered classic 
classic younger sibling syndrome. We were in a much better financial position when I began playing clarinet that I got a really good beginner intermediate model that I still play today. When he started about four years ago, things had gotten tight, so we had to rent his from the local concert band, and it wasn't great. Originally, it was fine because my parents didn't want to invest in something he might not commit to, but he did and loved it. At this point, I was 15, and I'd been working for two years at a local sports club, earning less than minimum wage because I was underage, working my butt off and saving a pretty hefty percentage of my income. My father, who felt responsible for my job since he knew the owner, but I'd actually gotten the job myself, decided he was entitled to my savings, about $500 at the time. His exact words were, we could use your savings to buy your brother a better saxophone. God, it crushed me. First of all, you cannot get a sax better than the one he has for only $500. Secondly, what kind of father asks one child to give up practically two years of work for another? It made me feel like he had more pride or hope for his son, that his daughter's savings should contribute towards it. Even though at the time, I was saving for a student-level clarinet, and he knew that. He never offered to pay the money back or anything, and thankfully, after I asked mom what she thought of it and she lost her mind, it was never brought up again. Though he has asked for my savings since then, and I've said no. I can't wait to move out and get away from these jerks next year. Yeah, that is a crappy situation. I'm sorry you've been made to feel that way. I'd like to think that I'm sure your parents love you very much and don't necessarily prefer your brother more. Your dad might feel more comfortable with him because that's what he's used to. He's used to guys. Like you said, you don't exactly blame him for the situation. But at the same time, he needs to be putting in the effort to give you that love and nurturing. It really does sound like he's playing favorites here. And that's not right, no matter which way you look at it. That's your money that you worked very hard for. Your brother's not entitled to it just because he wants something new. And it sounds like he wouldn't even get something better than what he has. So I really don't know what your dad is thinking here. He's just shooting himself in the foot when it comes to yours and his relationship. My entitled sister-in-law got upset when I told her that I wouldn't be staying for the whole wedding. My wife's sister, my sister-in-law, is getting married on a Saturday this summer. I have a shaky relationship with sister-in-law, as she jokes about me during family events. Humor is one thing, but these tend to always be negative jokes about my character. Because of this, I've always thought that she doesn't like me. I was waiting for her to possibly ask me to play some role in the wedding, since my wife is maid of honor and our only son is ring bearer. The couple did not ask me to play a role in any way. I asked what time I had to be at the wedding and I was told noon. I work a 12 hour shift on the wedding day, so I decided to just take 6 hours off so I could be there for noon, but still had to be up at 4 the next day for work. I found out from my wife that my sister-in-law and future brother-in-law are extremely upset and have been intentionally ignoring me since they found out. They told my wife they expected me to take the entire day off. I work 12 hours every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because they think of me as a brother and assumed I would want to be there for the rehearsal, dinner, morning of the wedding, and wedding slash reception. Them not asking me to play a role, especially with my wife and our son having roles, confirmed for me that they don't like me. So I felt no obligation to take the morning of the wedding off of which I have no part in. I work 12-hour shifts, and taking one day off really cuts into my available paid time off. 
So this played a factor in my decision as well. I'm in no way upset for not having a role, and my decision is in no way retaliatory. It's not my wedding, so I don't make the calls. It doesn't bother me. My wife defended me and told my sister-in-law how they've always made me feel in this conversation they had when all this came up, but neither sister-in-law nor future brother-in-law have tried to talk to me. So, am I the jerk? Honestly, people have lives. It's not your fault that you only get three days of work a week and you don't want to lose a whole day of that because of a wedding that you're not 100% involved in. That being said, I would think if your wife and kid are there that you would just want to be there for the day anyway. Even if it's not to help out the couple, to help out your wife and be there for your son. At least enjoy the night out with them. You say it has nothing to do with the way she treats you, but I do think there is some underlying resentment there. At least that's the vibe I pick up as a third party, that you are letting this influence your decision at least a little bit. Not that I can say I blame you, but just need to be real with yourself. My girlfriend tried to steal my dinner after I had already bought her dinner. I respectfully declined. My girlfriend, 25, and I, 29, live in New York City. And there's a popular app where you buy leftover restaurant food. Restaurants advertise surprise bags at a reduced price in order to reduce food waste. The customer doesn't know what they're getting until they pick the food up. But the cost is at least three times lower than the normal price menu. For example, if an entree is usually $24, the restaurant is allowed to charge $8 at most for it. These are hit or miss. Sometimes you get exactly what you want at a greatly reduced price, but sometimes you get something that you otherwise wouldn't have picked from the menu. I ordered a surprise bag from a barbecue place that I was picking up on the way home yesterday. I texted my girlfriend asking if she wanted one, but she said no. She wasn't in the mood for barbecue. However, there was an Indian restaurant right next door that also had surprise bags available on the app so she ordered one of them. The barbecue was $12 and the Indian food was $10. When I get home, I unpack the meals to see what we got. I was psyched about my bag. Since I paid $12, I knew the value had to be at least $36. But honestly, the platter looked a lot more expensive. This was a hit. Keep in mind that we live in the West Village, which is the most expensive neighborhood in the most expensive city in the United States. So $36 for one meal is pretty typical. There were burnt ends, ribs, pulled pork, baked beans, potato salad, bread, onions, and pickles. My girlfriend, however, was less lucky. Her surprise bag only had six different types of soup, half of them being variations on cauliflower soup. She was disappointed to say the least. She asked if we could share my barbecue and I said no. I'm hungry. I offered to buy you some already and you said no, so I'm gonna devour it. She got mad and called me a jerk. I told her if she didn't want soup, she should have ordered something specifically instead of using the surprise bag app. I then told her to just order something off a food delivery app. She said she didn't want to spend the money. Another bit of context is I make a lot more than her and pay all of our rent. I know she's running a bit of a lean financial picture right now. I then tell her that if she doesn't want to pay for delivery, I'll walk to the bodega on our street and can buy her something there. Another bit of context is that we live on a fourth floor walk up with no elevator and she broke her leg in a car accident a month ago, so it can be tough for her to get around. She says that the grill is probably already off there, and all she wants is a hot meal. I tell her she has soup. Anyway, she thinks I'm the jerk. But in my defense, one, I offered to buy her barbecue
barbecue to begin with, which she declined. Two, she picked out her own food and I grabbed it for her on the way home. Three, when she wasn't satisfied, I suggested two solutions, either ordering something from an app or going to a bodega. So, Reddit, am I the jerk? Ah, see, normally I would say no based on the title and everything. But like you said, she's got a bum leg right now and she's having a really hard time getting around. I don't blame her for not being happy with the soup, but she also needs to understand that she rolled the dice on that one, which I'm sure she does. She probably understands all of this and probably also knows it's unreasonable to ask for some of your food. Regardless, that doesn't make her want it any less in that situation. I can't say I blame her for asking. If it were me in that case, I would have just given her some of my food because I want her to be happy at the end of the day. But maybe you guys have a different dynamic. I don't know. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.